Thanks for tuning in to Upward Way Podcast. If you're looking to be spiritually blessed, moved, and inspired, there is no doubt you are in the right place. On our show, guests recount their encounter with Christ and how their lives have been transformed through the grace and love of God. And now, please welcome our host. Hello and welcome to Upward Way. I am your host, Marlon Walters. My guest today is the co-founder of Heidi's Health Kitchen and also the producer of Yoga Unboxed. Ivan Raj, welcome to Upward Way. Thank you so much, Brother Marlon. It's my pleasure to have you here and let me just say how appreciative I am of the fact that you have scheduled time. I know you are pretty busy to come today to share your story. Now, as we get started with this interview, I would want you to share with me just a little bit about Heidi's Health Kitchen and you know what is the story behind this ministry. Heidi's Health Kitchen was started in 2014 in New York. And the purpose of this business and ministry hybrid was to be a self-funded ministry. And Heidi Tompkins is my business partner and ministry partner. And her and I, we met at the church, a church in New York City. And uh, we decided through God's providence, we decided that we'll have to start uh, our own business and the business should be mission focused. And we prayed about it. And in addition to Heidi and I, our church friends, they also joined us in praying for this uh, hybrid of business and ministry. And so... God gave us the name and the logo and the business plan also. So for the last eight years, we have been uh, operating as a for-profit business. But at the same time, our business supports our Bible work in New York and overseas. Sounds awesome. It's pretty interesting when you talk about having a self-sustaining ministry because that is, I wouldn't say it's unique. But sometimes, you know, individuals don't maybe spend enough time to think or plan about this business aspect. But as you said, it's for self-sustaining work. So it's business slash ministry. So you talk about, you know, Bible work. Um, Just a little, how are you able to merge or combine both together? So... Uh, at Heidi's Health Kitchen, um, Heidi is a product developer as well, and she's a co-founder, Heidi Tompkins, and uh, she actually makes carob truffles, carob truffles. So what we did was initially we printed uh, a Bible verse in the box in which we packed the carob truffles, and then uh, also a quotation from spirit of prophecy as well, a good uh, uh, encouraging quotation. So the customers receive a personal touch when they open the box, carob truffles, which is called kerubis. So when they open the box of kerubis, 
they can read the quotations from the Bible and also from Spirit of Prophecy, which actually we thought would be an encouragement to our customers. That is one. Number two is uh, we also have uh, glow tracks. So every every customer, when they place an order with us, they, they receive a tract in the shipment. So that's another thing that we have been doing for the last eight years. And then we also had pop-up restaurants pre-COVID. Uh, I'm not sure if it is, uh, if I ought to explain what is a pop-up restaurant. So what we did was we did not uh, buy a restaurant or set up a restaurant. Instead, we rent, we used to rent uh, a coffee house when they are closed on Sundays. And then we transformed that coffee house as Heidi's Health Kitchen every month, third Sunday. So on every table at our pop-up restaurants, uh, we place a literature basically health literature christian health literature and then christian instrumental music and then we serve um, plant-based and gluten-free foods we have two options either indian option or western option and people can pick and choose before they dine uh, they will pick the menu also make the payment so we know exactly how much we have to make for the pop-up to keep our uh, costs less. So when people come to our pop-up restaurants, it was an amazing opportunity to witness to them, to pray for them also before they leave. And uh, we did that uh, almost every month for four years, every third Sunday. So that was another way through our business. We were able to communicate and, make contact and befriend our customers to add value to their lives. In addition to just being a provider of good foods, we also want them to experience comfort. One of the things that all our customers said unanimously, always say unanimously, is the setup of the place. They say that they find peace when they come to our because we are very particular about playing good instrumental Christian music. And we are very particular that uh, customers experience God's presence, which gives them peace to surpass all understanding. And also, we are very particular about the quality of food also, because the Bible tells us whatsoever we do, do it unto the Lord with all our might. So we want to make sure that the food is top-notch. So we don't compromise on our customer service and we don't compromise on supporting our patrons in their in their uh, spiritual walk if they need it. Then the fourth is uh, we also have organized uh, conferences and summits, plant-based summit. The reason we did that is because uh, we saw that uh, there was a lot of uh, people attributing plant-based lifestyle to Buddhism. While Buddha was not necessarily a plant-based or a vegan person, he was a vegetarian and used to consume dairy, according to Buddhism, almost every day. When someone wants to add, attribute a religion to a plant-based lifestyle, it's only to the Bible. No other religion has that. So we want to straighten that out in New York City. So what we did was we invited 
um, scientists and uh, Christian speakers, Christian historians also. And we combined all these three and then we presented uh, talks. We had them present talks to a largely non-Adventist audience. So we did that for three years. And through that also, we made good non-Adventist contacts as well. And then point number five, uh, we have offered over 75 free cooking demonstrations in New York City in the last, I would say, six, six or seven years. Uh, we worked alongside with the personal ministries department of our church, home church in Manhattan. So the church gave us a space. And then we go in and we uh, present cooking demonstrations to people in the community. And through that also, we have made contacts. We have had Bible students as well through cooking classes. Uh, it also gave an opportunity for our church friends to volunteer and to make contact with the attendees. So these are various ways we have tried to reach our community through business with mission as a focus. It's a lot that you have just unpackaged, but you make it so, you know, oh, so easy. It's kind of like a mother going inside the kitchen and she's going to prepare a meal for the entire, you know, community. But because she's so uh, fluent at what she's doing, you know, it, it's kind of like just, uh, it's going to let us, having a meal as opposed to preparing for so many individuals. What I want for you to share now is your own faith journey. I know, and you have said it before, you know, as we converse prior to coming on air, that you have this program, Yoga Unboxed. And so, you know, just for you to share, you know, your faith journey, where and when did it begin? My faith journey. I was born in a Christian family. I am a fourth generation Indian Christian. I was born and raised in India. And uh, my mom was looking for answers. And so was my grandfather. He was uh, in his uh, late 60s and early 70s, I believe, at that time. Um, and then he started also looking for answers when, uh, I believe he was in his uh, early 70s, his wife passed away, and he was very down and depressed after that because they were married for many decades. And so my mom also had the same questions my grandfather had. So she started what we say church hopping. And uh, I used to just go along with her to various denominations, various types of churches, and be a part of those denominations for a few months to an year or a year and a half. Um, and then we were introduced to uh, a seven-day Adventist uh, meetings that were happening in Chennai, India. And it was organized by uh, one of our relatives, and uh, he invited us. We went there to see him, but not necessarily for those meetings. Because he was very busy uh, as, as the organizer of those events, uh, my mom just sat outside along with me and she stayed. She started taking notes from what was presented at the auditorium. So she found answers. And then we started coming there every day. 
and then uh, we we all got baptized my mom myself my grandfather because my mom used to take notes take it back to my grandfather and he used to verify if what was in the notes was accurately mentioned in the bible and he found that it was indeed in the bible and therefore he also got baptized when he was 76 and i was the youngest to get baptized at the time he was the oldest to get baptized at that time however in my later uh, teens uh, and my early 20s i kind of drifted away but i did believe in god i did i did believe in god i did have faith in god but i did not have a burden per se for god's kingdom and uh, in my later part of in my later 20s my mom passed away and after that i got an opportunity to move to the us um there i experienced what we say is a wilderness times so i was actually like thrown into the water and uh, i have to learn to swim so that's what happened so i do know that uh, god exists but then i wanted to know which god is real so i also started doing some research on other religions to find out who is the real god like for example i started watching a lot of uh, um, islamic uh, apologetics uh, videos as to why muslims defend islam anyway so long story short many of these uh, i was like i was just uh, test researching on many of the religions and then i found that uh, christ is the lord and savior and then i started uh, praying a lot and uh, reading the bible and studying the bible and when i studied the bible i found some of the answers that i had personally and i wanted to share with people in addition to that i also experienced tremendous amount of peace while reading the bible and studying the bible tremendous peace and hope and joy you know god put that burden in me to share it with others sounds pretty interesting as you mentioned the idea of church hopping so it's that search for true for meaning that led you to an encounter or a deeper encounter with Christ because you did say you had that christian background to begin with but maybe it wasn't so deep so today you are not only a follower of Christ but you have this powerful ministry yoga unboxed you know it sounds like an action thriller you know like one of those movies that are set to be released so this idea of yoga unbox you know what is this really all about so a lot of people in the west have uh, a blurry idea about yoga and in the west it is just uh, stretching it is just like a aerobic exercise about 3 4 years ago when i was presenting talks at churches on hindi role in the end times through the lens of bible and spirit of prophecy i just had one slide for yoga just one slide and uh, it used to be uh, like a two hour talk but just one slide on yoga sometimes a three hour talk but only one slide on yoga but uh, god kept showing me more and more and more about yoga its origins its purpose 
who is behind it and uh, who was behind it and who is the god of yoga all of these things and then i put together lectures on that i put together slides for that and then i sent it to my editor uh, who to help upgrade the powerpoints and then he saw it and he said hey you have to make this as a video you have to make it as a, a, like a documentary because the world needs to see this this is so much interesting information it's going to transform many people's lives i initially did not want to do that because i don't i've never done anything like that like being in front of the camera myself and presenting a topic that is very complicated and complex but i prayed about it for 2 weeks i put in a lot of uh, time in prayer for this project and god gave the name yoga unboxed so why the words yoga unboxed so what is yoga when i ask this question to people in the west most people do not know what the word yoga means so the word yoga is from the word yug sanskrit word yug yug means to unite to link to connect to marry to become one with so the word uh, yoga means to become one with to unite and if you want to know to whom you will be uniting with through yoga this uniting with yourself or uniting with the source of yoga shiva so the word yoga means union union of the self or union with the cosmos or the universe the energy shiva they're all one and the same same person or same hindu deity that's the meaning of the word yoga so every time you say i just do yoga stretching i don't do chanting what you're saying is i am uniting with myself i am uniting with the universe i'm uniting with the energy uniting with shiva that's what you're saying when you say i just do yoga stretching i don't chant there is a serpent associated with yoga patanjali so patanjali is a human incarnate of a serpent and the serpent name translated in english is wise serpent so hinduism teaches that a wise serpent took the form of a human being and wrote the precepts of yoga so i was thinking like how many people know this truth almost none of them know this truth when i say truth truth according to hinduism this is what hindus believe so i wanted to bring it to the surface i wanted to bring it to people's attention and uh, then what is what are the two uh, main components or uh, two main teachings of uh, yoga uh, you will not surely die because you'll be reincarnated and uh, you are divine there is divinity within you you are gods knowing good and evil so that needs to be brought out as well so these this is all part and parcel of uh, the history of yoga as per hinduism and the serpent the wise serpent is actually with a god a hindu god named shiva so when god showed these things to me through hindu scriptures and then obviously i had to compare it with what the bible says in genesis chapter 3 verses 1 through 7 
So I'm thinking, wow, people should know this truth. So uh, God provided the means as well to start this project, Yoga Unboxed. The videos are not on YouTube. They are on webs on my website, yogaunboxed.com, uh, for rental viewing as of now, because uh, I have to film another uh, 12 more episodes. I have only completed five episodes so far. I still have a, a long way to go. So the rental will help us to fund for the next uh, forthcoming episodes. And the people who have watched it cannot deny or cannot argue. The reason I say that is because I present everything about yoga from Hindu scriptures and from a neutral standpoint. Like this is what Hinduism teaches. This is what... For example, whether it is about wise serpent, whether it is about the Hindu deity Shiva and uh, his attributes, his nature, his different forms, all of those are mentioned in, in Hinduism. But the storyline is based on Genesis chapter 3 verses 1 through 7. Because according to Hinduism, the first uh, student was a woman who learned yoga from the from the god uh, the hindu godship so yoga unbox is basically to bring awareness to people about what exactly yoga is and that the stretching in yoga is not just stretching it is a hindu ritual and the people who practice uh, yoga stretching especially christians uh, they need to know that each of the stretch uh, and the posture they have a, a hindu meaning attached to it so in addition to that, there are chants that go along with, but most Christians say, I don't chant, I just do stretching. It's good for my health, it's good, it's good for my circulation. We must stretch. We must stretch. It's important we all stretch. But yoga stretching is very different from a regular non-yoga stretching. So I wanted to establish that also through Yoga Unboxed, clearly. So in Yoga Unbox, I also show um, the uh, stretches and the meanings of each stretches. And mostly they're attributed to sun worship. So just to navigate, you know, to the points you shared about, you know, someone practicing yoga, telling himself, telling herself, you know, I'm not devoting any time. I'm not thinking about being, you know, a Hindu devotee i'm just doing my stretches i just want to get my circulation going so what would you say to someone like that with regards to you know practicing yoga though they are saying i'm not thinking about offering worship yeah yoga is one of the six schools of hindu philosophies and uh, one of the philosophies one of the six philosophies of Hinduism is called Samkhya philosophy. Samkhya means numbers. It is a theory part. It's theory. And yoga is practical part, practical side of uh, Samkhya philosophy. So the origin of yoga is rooted in Hinduism. That is the first point. Second point is uh, yoga was primarily meditation for few thousands of years in Indian civilization. Starting from Indus Valley civilization, yoga was meditation. 
but the meditation yoga meditation is very different from bible meditation and uh, so basically in yoga meditation it is looking inward not like where the bible teaches like meditate upon god meditate upon his law that doesn't happen in yoga meditation it is just emptying the mind and focus on certain object or certain thing or imagine certain thing and just fix your mind on that for hours so few hundred years ago when the yogis the yoga practitioners called a yogi the yogis uh, couldn't meditate for long periods of times so like a few hours uh, they came up with stretches in order for the body to sit in that posture to meditate or lotus posture lotus position the way like generally in indian um, sits right so in order for the uh, for the body to cooperate for long hours of meditation they came up with stretching the asana the postures and what they did was they came up with the postures based on hindu mythology or hindu writings let's take sun worship for example sun worship uh, in english actually in the west it's called sun salutation it has uh, sun salutation as actually surya namaskara surya means sun namaskara means uh, worship so in in sun salutation there are 12 postures and each posture when the person does the posture the person is expressing physically his or her worship towards the sun god there are benefits to this physical benefits to this and also a person experiences calmness in the mind also and it gives energy through the rest of the day but you can also get energy and calmness and and um, you know your your circulation going by doing a 20 minutes uh, brisk walk and the walk has nothing to do with hindus a brisk walk but if you do yoga stretches if you do sun salutation then you are subscribing to hinduism if you say that no i only do the stretches uh, but i don't chant i am not a hindu but i do yoga uh, stretches that is uh, that means you are offending you are offending hindus you are taken what belongs to hinduism and you you are saying i just don't uh, you know subscribe to hinduism but i just use hinduism for my for my health okay so the origins of yoga stretching is based on hinduism the yoga stretches have hindu meanings to it and the yoga stretches are are for worship they are, they are a physical expression of worship just like how islam has nine postures and stretches uh, in their worship form so these are all physical expressions of worship and next point i want our listeners to think as well is uh, when we go to a gym when you exercise when you do stretches uh, there are televisions in the gym uh, which show up, you know entertainment and news or when you're going to the gym and stretching or working out uh, for your circulation 
you can listen to any music you want to some people even chew gum do such things happen in a yoga studio in a yoga studio uh, nobody chews gum people don't play rap music in a yoga studio while they stretch and uh, there's a sense of reverence in yoga studio why because uh, the yoga stretches the yoga practice is a very solemn practice in hindu religion so everything about yoga stretches even if you don't chant if you just do the postures you are practicing it all right so we can't escape <laughs> we can't say that i'm just you know doing workout because by so doing you're actually um, practicing something that you might very well say you're not into with you being engaged you know in ministry in such an active manner organizing and so on there has to be a foundation on which to build you know so how do you actively pursue your own spiritual growth to ensure that you don't suffer from burnout because i know that's a reality of ministry that's a great question initially when i started my faith walk and also embarked on this journey of giving bible studies i did push myself a lot to do a lot of things uh, i was um, i would say partially dependent on god and partially dependent on myself and i noticed that every time i was like that the mission was not fruitful there were no results because satan keeps us busy in areas where there is no harvest and we'll be thinking that we are doing god's work and let's do it so without consulting god without god's approval if we embark in certain things even under you know ministry it's not going to be fruitful so i learned that i understood that and since then i'm very careful to what i give away my time to so god is part and parcel of everything i do i pray that i will remain the same forever so for every little thing i pray and this didn't come to me naturally because as humans we can't we don't do these things naturally so before god put me into ministry god put me into a very severe situation in my life very a very complex and complicated situation man so that time i was on my knees for a long or long periods of time asking god to help before that i was not on my knees to pray i used to lie on my bed and pray uh there was not no reverence but when i got to know god and what he has done for me and the depth i mean nobody can understand the depth of his love no human can nor can angels but to some extent when i understood the depth of his love then i said wow i can't i kneel for like a minute or two before i go to sleep a few minutes before i go to sleep so it disciplined me so basically problems in my life that god allowed was to discipline me and uh, so the this discipline of 
you know, praying before I do anything and everything. So it is still, it is still part and part. So like, for example, before I go shopping, I pray. After I shop, I say, God, thank you for this food. So thank you for his clothes. Um, I pray. So God, um, you know, when, when God puts the problems all around you and you are completely helpless, you have to depend on God for every little thing. So when that situation, when God put me into that situation, it actually helped me, uh, like my, my mind to uh, realize that I cannot do anything without his perfect will. That is one. Second point is when we do things on our own, right? We work it out in a very hard way. We plan. We should plan, of course. We must plan. But when you do it on our own, there will be impediments and there'll be obstacles and we'll have a like a roundabout way to get that thing done or to achieve certain things. But when we depend on God, even though there is nothing in front of, no, no hope in, in front of us, when we have faith in him and if it is his will, he will make it happen quickly and easily, therefore saving time and energy and effort. Even last weekend, when I was volunteering at a at a clinic organized by Adventists, there were so many miracles that God did for me so easily, so easily. And it was because of God's will. So when we depend on God, God manages our time. God manages our priorities also. When we don't depend on God, and if we do it for self-glorification, for attention, and you know, for self, basically, then it will get complicated and uh, there will be a problem with time and priority management and also there won't be any results. You know, I have heard so many individuals, you know, saying we should work smarter and not harder. And oftentimes this is said from the point of view of, you know, launching out becoming an entrepreneur, becoming self-employed, things like that. But listening to you, I'm seeing that that's a model that God has prescribed to us when he says, you know, work smarter and not harder. It's not about putting your nine to five and starting your own business, etc. But it's about consulting him. And when you do, Basically, he points you in the right way. And of course, you know, I just want to say something as I, as you are into the middle of your testimony. I recall once at university, I had a particular final exam I was to do. And I was wondering, where do I start with the studying? And it was something similar. I went to God, asked him what to study. And he pointed me to two chapters that the teacher did not mention would be on the exam. And basically, by studying those chapters, I got information that would have been necessary for me on the exam. So I was able to pass. So I understand quite well what you mean when you say, you know, you sometimes you become burnt out. You're doing so much, no results, because you do not consult the source of wisdom. So as I listened to you share um, about, you know, this burnt out with regards to ministry, etc., etc., you know, they are individuals who God has called to, to share their, their faith. You know, God has called to really dedicate their lives to him. But for some reason, you know, they, they 
may neglect to do so. So why do you think there are so many individuals who find it difficult to trust God's plans for their lives? Uh, that's another great question. When a person lacks trust in God, there's only one reason, because they don't have a personal experience with God. When a person experiences God's presence in their lives, then the person will take the walk of faith because a person knows for sure, not just Bible reading, not just Bible studying, not just singing songs of praises, but in addition to all of that, God puts the person into a situation where the person is completely helpless and has no one to go to but depend only on God. And then God comes through and answers and the person realizes that, yes, God is real. So when such things happen, not just once, several times, that strengthens the faith of the person. When the person's faith in God is strengthened and God says, go, the person goes. But a lack of personal experience, knowing God, knowing Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, when there's lack in that, then there is also lack of faith. When there is lack of faith, when God instructs to do certain things, then the person hesitates and doesn't go far. If you take the example of uh, Abraham, Father Abraham, when God said, go, he went. And in the New Testament, we read that he was called as a friend of God. Beautiful text. I love it. And that was because God put him through all of the tests. And uh, Abraham, even though uh, you know he was not perfect, but still he knew that God was real. When, when Abraham was asked by God to sacrifice his son, Abraham knew it was God's voice because he, was, he spent so much time with God. He has spent so much time with God, so he knows it's God's voice. So he acted on it. To take Isaac, obviously God stopped Abraham from sacrificing Isaac. But so the point is, without having a personal walk with God, it is impossible to move forward in ministry life. And God says, go forward. A question that pops in my head, you know, to toss at you at this particular moment, it has to do with the idea, you know, of expressing gratitude. You talk about, you know, Abraham knowing God for himself. And so as a result, he was able to trust God. As you have, you know, been sojourning um, in this life, you know, along your Christian path um, with your entrepreneurial endeavors, you know, if you were to, Pick one individual just to say thanks to or to give God thanks for because of what his or her contribution has been to your life. You know, who would this person be? And then also, why would you select this particular individual? Definitely my mom. Yeah, because of, uh, you know, since I was three years old, she taught me Christian hymns, and uh, even my grandfather also taught me Christian hymns. And uh, she was a single parent. My, my mom was a single parent. And uh, 
my mom was the one who actually day and night prayed for me uh, she prayed for me a lot i know that for many years and she also counseled me to you know to be to walk before the lord to be fearless to be humble to have faith in him and uh, all of all of uh, like who i am now is because of my mom's uh, uh, teachings and counsels and instilling faith in god in my heart definitely so the answer to your question is my mom blessed are the moms and i could add parents who take the time out to pray for their young sons their young daughters presenting them before the lord the final question that i will toss at you has to do with you know your plans your projections to the future because i know as ambitious stewards of god we are always thinking or we are always you know consulting with god you know what is next so maybe if you should expand your ministry or start something new you know what might that be and then you know who would it serve i know i kind of put it specifically expand or start but what would you say is next that is on the horizon for you as you think about ministry business you know sharing the gospel of jesus christ so i'm the kind of person who doesn't have long term plans i've never had long term plans so i only have short term plans what has god given me to do at this point that's what i focus on so one step at a time so right my focus is to conduct the yoga and the bible symposium in new york city and then conduct similar symposiums across the us in major cities and to bring awareness to people to educate people to make people think provide all the information they need and make wise choices in their lives for their lifestyle and for the kids and uh, also have those symposium videos available later on very near future for people across the world to act access them online that is my um, objective or goal or next steps so to speak what you just said it's it, it's so uh, unique and interesting you know saying you don't usually have long term plans i guess maybe some of your teachers you know in the past hearing you saying that would be saying wow but he's going contrary to what i've taught him but as it is you know god asks us to take one day at a time so we don't need to rush ahead of what he has because he has told us in jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 that he knows the plans he has for us those are plans to prosper us and to give us an expected end i did say that was the last question i was going to toss at you but at the same time i i failed to give you an opportunity to share with the listeners where and how you know they could maybe access some of your content or they could actually you know connect with you let's say they would want to have you as a guest or something like that so if you could just share you know your website your social media handle that would be of benefit to the listening audience awesome thank you in order to support our ministry uh, through our business the website is heidishealthkitchen.com and uh, we have uh, customers across the country we ship across the us 
we also do ship overseas as well and uh, so it is heidishealthkitchen.com h e i d i s heidis health h e a l t h kitchen k i t c h e n kitchen.com so you can go to the website and you can look into the products page and you'll see all our delicious uh, plant based and gluten free products and every purchase supports our bible work and if you're interested in the yoga content so far we have five episodes available for rental obviously you can rent it from any part of the world and uh, it is uh, available at yogaunbox.com yoga the word yoga y o g a u n b o x e d unboxed.com so you will you will find origins of yoga videos in yogaunbox.com and uh, in case you're wondering what expect Uh, as you watch those videos videos are like uh, documentary slash lecture style presentations with a lot of uh, footages that we filmed in india and also a lot of writings from uh, from hindu scriptures and also interviews we filmed with uh, with the yogis and what they say about yoga so it is a very educational content so that is where you can find content for yoga and uh, yes i'm always uh, i'm happy to accept speaking invitations as well and uh, you can uh, contact me through yogaunbox.com if you wish for me to do any presentations powerful stuff and very interesting and eye opening because you know they are individuals they will see you know I'm praying to the universe. I've heard it so many times. So in essence, if we should make it if we should analyze it's actually as if they are saying, you know, I'm practicing Hinduism. Let me say thanks today to my guest. His name is Ivan Raj. He's the co-founder of Heidi's Health Kitchen and also producer of Yoga Unboxed. Ivan just before we go as his customary Do you have any parting words to share with our listeners? Yes. I would like to encourage our listeners to press forward in faith, be steadfast Christian, be unwavering. As we all know, the times around us are very tough, which calls for greater faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. and when there are trials tribulations problems in our lives may we not be discouraged may we cling on to christ and press forward and if god has called you to do ministry god has given you a mission please make sure very clearly it is god who has called you to do that particular mission and then move forward in courage and faith in christ and you will receive god's blessings move forward with courage and faith in god you've been in tuned to upward way do join us again next week when we'll have another interesting guest sharing his or or her story of faith you can subscribe to weekly episodes on the apple awr loud voice spotify stitcher or podcast guru apps 
You're also welcome to visit the Upward Way Facebook page, click like, and leave a comment. Until then, I am Marlon Walter saying goodbye. May God bless you. You've been listening to the Upward Way Podcast, the number one audio production show for people who want encouragement and reassurance in a muddled world.